grateful for your presence in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. Let's thank him and bless him. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Father. Father, we magnify your name. Father, you are more than sufficient. Your grace is more than sufficient. Even in this economy, you are good. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have worship. Father, bless your people this morning again. Let it be grace upon grace. Blessing upon blessing. Coming to us in Jesus' name. Let our cup run over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Okay, high five to at least three people. Give them high five. Let's be happy and give ourselves high five. High five. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning I'll be preaching on the topic of to living a profitable life for increase. When you live a profitable life, your life will increase. And I, and I bet you know that we need to listen now that things are actually getting tougher for people. The, the Bible says the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended in the Poverty will not be able to handle you. You, you be the one that is handling poverty in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You will reign in life. The Bible says that those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. May you reign in life. Point your neighbor say, may you reign in life. Poverty may not reign over you. Lack may not reign over you. May you reign over poverty. Reign over sickness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, living a profitable life for increase. Matthew chapter 25, verses 26 to 30. And I'll be very brief this morning. Are you, are you ready to follow me? It's possible to live a profitable life in a time like this. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have no fruit. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanger, and then at my coming I should have received my own with interest. Sorry. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath, and cast the unprofitable servant unto the outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of it. This will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Say the living amen. From the story, we had two, three people in the Bible that Jesus was talking about. One was given five talents. The other was given two talents. The other was given one talent. The one that had five profited with it, traded and had profit. The second profited, traded and had profit. The third came back giving excuses why he could not make profits. And the master said to him, you are wicked and you are lazy. Take that thing that he has from him and give it to the one that has been living a profitable life. And Jesus made an emphatic statement that anyone that has, more will be given. Anyone that does not have, that means anyone that is not living a profitable life, even what he has, will be taken away from him. 
They say the one that has, or maybe that is living a profitable life, will live in abundance, a life of increase. The one that has not, even that thing which he has has been taken away from him. And they now said, take the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. And I've told you the meaning of that before, so I'm not going to go into the exigencies of that. I know, I know what it means. So you will not go into that, into that weeping and gnashing of teeth in Jesus' name. May you live a profitable life. Let me turn to your neighbor and say, may you live a profitable life. What you have will be profitable in your life. Nobody will take it away from you in the name of Jesus. What is this scripture telling us? We are living in a sensitive time and we have to be at the better side of the equation. If we are not careful at this time of the economy, what you have will be taken away. That's one thing that you have to know this morning. Number two is that it is likely that people that have will be having more this time. It's not profitable for you to say you don't have now. Because before you know what you are doing, you have nothing again. Because people that have, they will have the mechanism to get all that you have without knowing it. Did you see the favor people that have? So don't complain and say, I don't have. Stop making excuses. Just sit down and know what it takes to have and to have abundance. People that confess that they have and they are living a profitable life with what they have, the Bible said that they will surely have an abundance. People that are complaining that they don't have, they will eventually not have anything and will remain forever. Do I make my point clear? So you only have one way of escape and the route is to live a profitable life. And how do you live a profitable life in Christ? Number one, you live a profitable life by accepting the adoption of Christ. In Christ, you quickly take adoption of Christ. From a, from a poor home, you quickly receive the adoption of Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. I'll be very fast. I'll read five verses on it. And I want the church to understand the principle of adoption very well. Luke chapter 13, verse 16. Let's take the two together. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Anyone that you see, you can put it for me. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 13, verse 16. The spirit that you have received from God does not make you suck him like slave. That will make you afraid again. No, the spirit that God has given you causes you to become. You become what? God's children. God's spirit may cause all God, Abba Father. Put on KJV. Look at what this one says. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received, say, I have received the spirit of adoption. I can't hear you. Say, I have received the spirit of adoption. Let that word enter your heart. Say, I have received, I can't hear you. The spirit of what? Adoption. So God has now become my father. Say that to yourself. Say God has now become my father. You will realize that what happens in your life most time is determined by who you are, not who you are. What happened in your life, even at this time of the economy, it is determined by who you are. 
If you belong to Dangote right now, you can't say we are suffering together. You all know that Dangote is not suffering. You the kind of house Alaki is living. And you know there are so many silent people that are not suffering. I was talking to one of my friends in CBN when he increased the fuel. I said, the increased fuel is the first load of I don't even know what they say fuel. Anytime I buy, I just say load the tank and I just pay. He says it's people that buy 5 liters, 10 liters, and I know that the price has changed. And the most time I use my card. So whether it is 20,000 I've filled my tank before, or 50,000 I've filled my tank before, I do not care. That's what he told me. It's in CBN. And I want you to know there are so many people like that. So many people like that in Nigeria. Somebody said some years back, Baba raised an offer and said, I want 10 people that can give 1 billion naira to come out. So I said, in Nigeria, and 12 people came out. You know how much 1 billion is? Billion goes to 1 million. No? So if they sell rice for 100,000, they can see it as a bit. Whose you are. Luke chapter 13, verse 16. Jesus said, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham be loose? When you belong to God, you don't suffer. You have to have the consciousness of adoption so that you can enjoy abundance. All the connection that you have does not come from your biological parent alone. Your connection come with Christ. And I'm going to show you. When you believe that God is your father, supply comes to you easily. The problem that we have is that most times we forget our roots. And we lay claim of our roots to our earthly parent instead to God. The Jews did not hate Jesus because he was Jesus. They hated Jesus because he was claiming to be the son of God. And when you make yourself the son of God, you enjoy some right that is associated with God. That's why the people say they took stone to stone him. They say, you being a man, you are calling yourself the son of God. Adoption. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 1, verse 2, verse 4, verse 5. Galatians chapter 1, chapter 4, verse 1, verse 2, verse 4, verse 5. What, what he says? And here, as long as it's a child, divert not from his slave, though he be lord of all. He said, it's kept in bondage until the time appointed. And we ought over the years. So many people have preached this. So I want you to correct it now so that you understand the message. Listen, choir. We thought over the years that what this scripture means is that when we become mature, we move into inheritance. But the Bible never said that. The Bible never said it. The Bible said, until the time appointed of the Father. It was using an analogy. And in verse 4 and verse 5, he explained the time appointed of the Father for the son of the child to move into inheritance. Look at what he says in verse 4. He said, But when the fullness of time was come, 
God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Look at verse 5. When the fullness of time come, he came to redeem them that were under the law. Talking about us, that we might receive adoptions of sons. The time of you enjoying your blessing is the time you receive adoption as sons of God. It doesn't matter if you are claiming to have Christ and you don't believe you are a child of God, you still suffer as a slave. He never talked about spiritual maturity. It was people that confuse you until I know how to fast, until I know how to pray. Until I... Look, let me tell you something. My own children, I took care of them more even when they were a child than even now. Now, Daddy, I must be in school today because we are having some things. I say, I'll carry you after service. I'll carry them. But, but when you are becoming mature, you can go. Bye bye. Enter transport. So, what are you talking about? You are saying we only enjoy blessing. When we are it's a lie. What makes us enjoy the blessing is when we receive the adoption as sons of God. The moment you begin to believe that you are a child of God, your inheritance becomes your own. When the fullness of time has come, God sent his sons to redeem us so that we can receive adoption as sons. That's why you discover that blessing in Christ has nothing to do with spiritual maturity. There are people that are spiritually mature. They have fasted, they have prayed, and they are poor. There are some people that believe that they are children of God and they are enjoying the blessing of Christ. Some people call it grace. Some people call it favor. It is you accepting that if I'm a child of God, God must take care of me. Please sit down. Receiving the adoption of Christ, accepting that Christ is your father, leads you into inheritance. One of the basic principles that give back to increase in Christianity is adoption. I said, I was with my brother-in-law yesterday. I said, is there any time that when you are lecturing, you pick interest in somebody and say, I just love you. I will develop you. I will bless you. I will raise you up to become a millionaire. I was a little bit confused with that question. I was trying to ask her. At the time, he told me no. He said, I said no. Somebody must have something for us to pick the person. But must have a gift. And even after you have a gift, you have to prove yourself over some years to show that you are not just coming to receive. You are also coming to contribute. Then we can lead you on. And when we are coming, my wife said, he's only pastor and Christ. He said, if I say it's Christ, then look at people from nowhere irrespective of their background without anything. Pick them and raise them up. Because when you are in Christ, God has adopted you as his own biological child. And now raise you to bless you. And it does not have anything to do with who you are. It just has a lot to do with his adoption. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. Look at what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 says. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 and verse 6. Ephesians having predestined 
tossed unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, God has predestinated us that the only way to be blessed is to receive adoption. So when you are praying, you say, Father, I thank you because you are my father and you love me. You have to bless me because I'm your child. Having received the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, when you gave your life to Christ, the will is written that you are now adopted son of God and daughter of God to the glory of his grace. We are in he has made us accepted in the beloved. You become the beloved when you are adopted as sons. The woman came to Jesus in the Bible. Jesus, heal my son. Jesus, heal my daughter. Jesus, Jesus ignore her. Jesus ignore her. It's in Mark chapter 15, verse 25. After she pressed for a long time, his disciples said to him, Master, chase this woman away. For she's disturbing us. Jesus turned to the woman and said, It's not good to throw children's bread and give it to, to the dogs. And the woman said, Even the dog that belongs to a rich owner eats bread of 1,000 naira per day. Even the dog. Even the dog. Even when you see some people and you see their dog food. It depends on the kind of person that the dog belongs to. It depends on the person that owns the dog. Even the dog. Even the crumbs that fall from the rich man's table. Ah, Jesus said, mm. you know the secrets. The secret of adoption. Jesus now healed the daughter. Sit down. The moment you are claiming that you are a child of God, every blessing that belongs to somebody that is born of God biologically belongs to you. We don't understand the power of adoption here because adoption is a strange word for us in Africa. Oh, she will adopt. But to an Oyibo man, once you are adopted, you have all the right to the inheritance. Once you are adopted, you have all the right to the inheritance. But because we are not used to the principle of adoption, even when God is saying, I have adopted you as my son, we don't believe it, we don't behave it, we don't use it to pray, and we still beg as slaves. Because all those adoption is not in our vocabulary. That's why we miss our lesson. Until you believe that you have been adopted and secure in his love, you cannot enjoy abundance. You cannot enjoy abundance. I've told you the power of sonship or being a child in a good father's hand. You don't know what it takes. I think we have been cheated and robbed and loved as, as Africans. Most of us don't have good parents. And when we think about our father, what comes to us is pain and punishment, harassment, 
an unworthy father, a drunkard, that formulates and is irresponsible. That's what we think. So we don't even have a good image of God as a good father. We don't because we never experienced a good father. My wife never had the experience of a good father. I never had. And most people never had. And few that had, they don't even have a rich father as their parents. But when you have a good father that loves you and is less, you will understand the fatherhood side of God. How God can take care of you. You will understand it more. And you will receive the adoption with joy in your heart. You will know that you are not ordinary. And I'm talking with every sense of responsibility. How my children will pick my phone and say, Daddy, you can afford this and transfer the money. It is say everything you have is belong to us now. That is not for us. We're working for us now. That's how powerful it is to be adopted by God. Never you lose the sense of your adoption as a child, even in prayer, in terms of warfare. Never you lose that sense. I am not an ordinary person. I belong to God. I am a child of God. I told you a story some years back. How the daughter of Reverend Mabai was accosted by this man in Lagos. And they saw her name, Umakbai. She said, Are you linked to Reverend Umakbai in New York? I said, Yes, that's my father. I said, It's not possible. You can't be the daughter. Maybe you are using his name. And one way or the other, they pull the call through. And he said, yes, that's my daughter. That's my last born. Say, no, no, it can't be your daughter. Your daughter cannot be entering public transport. It is not possible. And then the father laughed. Sir, we don't expect your daughter. Yeah, we met her. We don't expect your daughter in the public transport. He said, one of his children went to another company for an interview. And they saw the name. And they say, Are you biologically related? Say yes. Say enter the office. You are passed the interview. You have an official car. You have five million salary every month. You have this. And I say, Daddy, I don't know that you are that powerful. You say, That is your father for you. That is your father. When you have a sense of belonging to God you will enjoy a lot of blessing effortlessly. When you used to pray, you have confidence. That's why I say, don't externalize God. I've said it to you. Don't externalize God. Don't push God to other people. John chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. Or maybe we stop at 12 and I will just, just move to another one. John chapter 1, Verse 11 to 12. Are we there? The Bible says, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. Raise your hands to heaven and say, I will receive Him. Say, I receive adoption of Christ. He is my Father. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He will take care of me. I will not reject Him. I accept His adoption as my Father. 
today you are my father. Forever you be my father. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says he came to his own, his own receiving not, but as many as receive him to them gave he power to become what? Sons of God. When you receive Christ, you are adopted as sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. God is saying that you are now children of the most high. Look at verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of the will of God. Raise your hands to heaven and say, I am born by God, by the will of God, not of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but by the will of God, I am born as a child of God. I can't hear you. I am born as a child of God. So I'm not ordinary. I belong to the Heavenly Father. He will watch over me and take care of me. Say amen three times. Do you understand this? John chapter 5, I used to sing this morning. John chapter 5, verses 3 to 5. The Bible said there was a man that had no man and has waited beside the pool for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he was alone, Jesus came to him as his father, his brother, his mother, his sister, and helped him to get his healing. The only connection you need, first biggest connection is Christ. If Christ be for you, all things are for you. Hello, somebody. Where do I run to when I have nobody? I run to Christ. Where do I run to when nobody knows me? I run to Christ. Where do I run to when I have no connection about job? I run to Christ. Because Christ is my father. And will take care of me. In this late great multitude of important folk of blind of heart and without waiting for the moving of the water. For angel went down at a certain season to the plan and trouble the water. Whosoever did them first after first after the troubling of the water stepping was made oh, or whatever disease he had and a certain man was there which had an infirmity that eight years when jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he said unto him without baby do the important man answered, sir i have no man i have no condition this is all for the hopeless if you don't have any father you don't have any man you don't have any big name by your name. I'm happy to announce to you, God is ready to help you. That's why Apostle Paul says, how can we be saved if we neglect this great salvation? The only way out of trouble is to receive the adoption of Christ. I pity people that come from a poor home and when you preach to them, they still do not listen. When you talk about Christ, they say, what can Christ do for me? Christ can do mewa for you. He can do mewa for you. He can do mewa for you. That's the only hope for the hopeless. He can pick you from the Marie clay and set you up and increase your life tremendously. There is nothing Jesus cannot do for you. He can transform your life. When you accept him as your father, you allow the transformation of Christ to take place in your life. A lot of things will happen. Jesus said to the man, I am now your uncle. I am now your brother. I am now your sister. 
I'm ready to push you into the water. And Jesus healed the man. All the connection people are looking for, pushing and pushing. One move from Jesus. Mated all his problems away. 38 years of loneliness was cancelled. All because of Jesus. I don't know how many years we have suffered. I don't know how lonely you feel this morning. I'm telling you this morning, if you can accept the adoption of Christ, your loneliness will be over. And it will take care of you in the name of Jesus. Number one way to live a profitable life it is by accepting the adoption of Christ. Let me pray to your neighbor say, accept him as your father. I can't hear you. Preach well, say, accept him as your father. Say again, say, accept him as your father. And he will take care of you. Say a wonderful amen. Okay, number two is to live a profitable life is by living a life of obedience. God love you are his child, but you also love obedience. You know, at times when our children grow up, we don't struggle with them. Some of you think that because God is your father, he'll be struggling with his child with you. God does not struggle with man. It is not the will of God that he'll be struggling with you. The will of God for you is that you will fully obey him. You will have choices and options, even as a child of God, to disobey him. You have an option. You can tell God, no way. No way. God, I'm not doing that. You can say that to God. But if you want to be blessed and increase, you have to live a life of obedience to Christ. It's not enough for you to claim that you're a child of God. I'm a servant of God. Attend Abundant Grace Church. He will not be struggling with you to obey him. You are going to choose the kind of lifestyle you want to live. Be a child of God does not say that you are enjoying profit when you are living in disobedience to him. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. Samuel told Saul to obey God is better than sacrifice. In fact, God sees obedience as honor. Anytime God says something to you and you obey, God sees it as honor to him. Many people are dishonoring Christ because they willfully disobey him. And when you willfully disobey the Holy Spirit that is leading you to do things, God will not be happy with you. You can speak in Tongo. You will miss the destiny that he has prepared for you. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. If you be willing and obedient, you will reap the fruit of the land. God needs your obedience for you to enjoy increase. God will be speaking to you. Things that are convenient, and at times things that are not convenient. But the laws of God are not grievous. They are simple to follow. My son, go to church. Follow the instruction. When the pastor mentioned that thing, it was you pastor was talking to. I instructed him to say that to you. Obey him. Obey him. Obey him. God said to me some years back, he showed me a vision of a very high building. And I saw children playing at the edge of the building. And I said, God, what is this? And God said to me, your children, members of your church, some of them are playing. Even we are angels are afraid to stand for a second. 
tell them they will fall. Not because I'm not powerful. Because they are living a careless and disobedient life to my basic instruction. They will fall. And I came to church. And I said, God told me. Some of you are playing. Even we are angels are afraid to stand. This church, not when I was pastor in Debo, this church, this same church. God asked me to warn you. Come down from that high roof where you are playing a dangerous zone. Live a good life, an obedient life, so that you not fall. God told me when you fall, you'll be scattered. Though. Not because it's not powerful to keep you. But where you are playing is too dangerous for you to play. Even if angels stay there, they will scatter. You know, there are some people that are very stubborn. And I've been a father for years. For years. I trained my children when they were kids. And when they are now getting matured, I know how it takes me to convince them to do what I want them to do. I know I have to preach and preach and preach. Some of our relationships say, ah, thank God for mobile. She agreed. That you do the wedding one day. I said, What will she do? They say, I'm a meal, Nibao. I say, Ah, I'm a Timobi. They say, I'm a Tobikini. What did that go? I'm a Tobikini. Oh, my Darufuani. Ah, Darufumi. Ah, Darufumi. He said, Ah, Darufuani. I said, Mafi Wasu Benio. Mama Wasuni. Repeated preaching. You know, God said. You know, God said. Even though she's not happy. Compulsory. When I have the Bible, call on, call on, call on, call on. My son was telling me, Ma, Ma, we are doing my bathroom. I said, My better was we let it see. I will not wait at that time. I will not wait. So that is how difficult it is to pastor an adult to cause them to live a life of obedience. They will say, I have made up my mind. If Jesus comes down from heaven, this is what I will do. Pastor, carry your bag and go. That's how stubborn human being can become in the hand of God. God has adopted. He has adopted them. Though. He said, God, when it comes to everything, I can listen. This one, don't enter. There are people like that. What do you want God to do? Do you want God to kill them? If we don't kill them, if we just stop blessing them in that area, God doesn't kill people. But if you want to live a profitable life, you have to live a life of obedience. Yes, Lord. Tell me, what do you want me to do? And God will say, my son, do this. My daughter, do this. Lord, I am happy you are instructing me. And you now obey. You are not leaning on your own understanding. In all your way, you acknowledge God as your master. You come back or come down from your eyes and say, God, you are supreme. Even though I have authority to disobey you, no, I will not disobey you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Even though he was God. Fullness of power, fullness of anointing, fullness of authority, fullness of miracle, fullness of everything. The Bible says he humbled himself to obey God. He obeyed God to the cross. Therefore, 
God has highly exalted him. God gave him promotion because of his obedience. Now, so don't say, Pastor has preached adoption. If I'm your child, if I have a child, I'm if you always be God, when you live a life of obedience, you live a life of increase. If you are willing and you're obedient, you eat the fruit of the arm. Many people are living in obedience and they're in disobedience. They are still speaking in tongues. And God is not blessing them. And they are blaming God. God is saying, but the instruction I ask you to do, have you done it? What I ask you to do, did you do it? So many people, they will say, I've made up my mind. This is what I want to do. You are not a man of your own. You are a man of... You are not even a man of your word. It's not this way I want to live my life. This is the way God wants me to live my life. Obedience brings blessing. I slept one day. And God appeared to me and said to me, My son, how is the church doing? I said, we are doing well. We are having this. I said, okay. You are doing well. But let me tell you. You have locked my church at the Sunday show. You lock it up. And as long as you don't open it and stay there, you won't see much increase. I said, no, sir. I did not lock the church. I'm the one that's working at Sunday show. So nobody preached full time to me. I didn't lock the church there. I'm the one that is working there. The church said, no, I want you to be in the church. And you see what will happen. And I knew within my mind that that's what God wants for me at that time. Is that I say, oh, it's not God that is talking to me. I don't care. There was a time I was eager to travel to UK. Very eager. I was desperate. I was doing everything to go. And my mother came to me. And said she had an audible voice. Why are you pushing my son to UK? Where do you want him to serve me? Leave him here. He will serve me. That is where his purpose is in life. And my, my mother told me, as far as your dad, your UK is concerned, no, I will not support you. I had an audible voice that said, This is where God wants to. I said, Go and tell God. And when let's say, One UK, I will preach there. And tell, go and tell him I can be a missionary in UK. Missionary in UK is better than missionary in Kano. You know what my mother said? He may only suffer. He will not allow suffer I still went to the embassy three times. They denied me. You cannot continue in disobedience and say grace should continue. I know you are mature, I know you are rich. I know you are strong-headed. But you have to use wisdom for this, your strong-headed. Oh. Nobody fight God and win. You have to put yourself at an angle of obedience. What is God saying? Am I not stubborn? What is his will for me? What does he want me to do? And as you walk in obedience to God on a day-to-day basis, you live a profitable life forever. Please see that. Living a life of obedience is what guarantees profitability in Christ. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. If I be your father, where is my honor? If I be your master, where is my honor? 
As many of you that say, God is my father. God is my father. God is saying, where is your obedience to me? If I be your father. A son honored his father. And a servant is master. If I be a father, where is my honor? If I be a master, where is my fear? Say the Lord of hosts. God is saying, if you call me father, ah, then you must obey me. Say, Pastor, I hear. Very important. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20 and verse 22. God wants us to live a life of obedience to him. Living a life of obedience we guarantee a profitable life. And the laws of God are not grievous. At the end of the whole day, you discover that it is profitable to walk in the plan of God. Somebody asked me, Oga, now that you are living, that school is what you want to create. Is it a monotechnic or polytechnic? Or polytechnic that you, what what kind of thing I say something like it because I don't know how to tell him that's innovation I say it's something like it so that it will look colorful I'm not going to waste away I say something like it that is five years ago I say something like it this year this year they now wrote us that those of us that have innovation certificate we are upgrading automatically to monotechnic this year they wrote us God knows the hand from the beginning. When you obey him, it will make your life colorful. It doesn't matter what I preach. If I preach grace, preach prosperity, preach increase, and you refuse to obey Christ, you cannot enjoy it all. If I be your father, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is where pleasing unto the Lord. Children, God is saying, if you are a child of God, obey God in all things. When God speaks to you, some years ago, I had some people telling me, Daddy, this is what God told me, but I don't know what you say. I say, eh, am I deputy God? What God says to you, go and do it. If God says, apologize, go and do it. Somebody say, even I know, I know this is what God wants me to do, but I made up my mind, I will never do it. There are people like that, though. There are church people. I know, I know what I did is wrong. That it is good for me to apologize. But even if God comes down from heaven, I will never apologize. God speak to you concerning your wife that you should humble yourself and say sorry. Or God speak to the wife and tell your husband, I am sorry. You say, Pastor, I know. That's what God will say. But I've made up my mind. If heaven will fall, let heaven fall. I will never apologize. There are people like that. One man of God said, he knew what he did was right. But God said to him as he was entering of his turn back and apologize. He said, God, boy. He said, God, go back and apologize. Then he went back and said, eh, I am sorry. Then he left. And God said, apology is not an admittance of guilt. It's a sense of empathy for somebody that's offended. It's not that you are saying that I'm wrong. It's just you feel the person's pain and you are trying to bring the person's pain down. If everybody is living like that, won't be home be beautiful? If your wife is fuming, fuming, and you know that you are standing on your right, I say, ah, I'm very sorry. But you know that you are right. And your wife could feel your sincerity that you don't want her to go through pain. 
you are feeling our pain and because of that you are apologizing. Won't you say, ah, I'm also sorry too for shouting at you. Say, God told him, apology is not admittance of guilt that you are wrong. It's just an empathy for your partner's pain. You are saying, oh, please, I don't want you to go through pain. Go and apologize to her. They say lie like and never apologize. You are wrong. Your wife said that you are wrong. You say I'm not wrong. They invited the pastor. Pastor, you are wrong. They invited your uncle. Your uncle say you are wrong. But by the you are wrong. You say, eh, but I'm the head. Head, you can wrong. You see why the family is not going on. Stubborn head. God told you you are wrong. Pastor confirmed you are wrong. Headers confirm that you are wrong. Counselors confirm that you are wrong. Say, eh, it doesn't matter. They might say that I'm wrong. I don't care. You refuse to apologize. And because of that, the family now scattered. God told me in a vision, as I was praying for a couple some years back, he said, go and tell the man, family cannot be ruled by culture. If you want peace in the home, family must be ruled by the Bible. What does the Bible say about the home? The, and I saw you. That was supposed to manage. You are scattering it abroad. The Bible says that it will scatter your home. Make sure you find peace with your wife so that you don't go through disagreement and divorce. And God knows that was not my wisdom. I saw the vision very clearly in the morning. I heard all the complaint. I sat in this room and I was praying. And I'm not a prophet. I don't fall into vision all the time. Except strategic, specific. God will speak to me. And God told me, go and warn my son. Tell him he's not doing right. And I went to him. I said, this is not my wisdom. This is what God says. Call your wife. Set to the issue. Don't run it on a cultural level. Don't say this is what is expected. Run your home on a Bible principle. Apologize where you are wrong. And let God have his way. God said, if you don't obey, this family will go through terrible divorce and to be scattered. You know what he told me? I know that when you come, that is what you are going to say. I know if other pastors hear, that's what they will say. I know you will come and talk to me about the Bible. But as far as I'm concerned, no, I will not listen to the Bible. This is what I will do. I'm happy to announce to you that the family is scattered. Our pastor people, stubborn people. You don't want me to wear split skirts. I know, pastor, you don't like it. But I made up my mind. That's what I will wear. I said, no problem. We are in it. Say, will you reap the reward? Pastor, I know you don't like what I'm doing. But that's what I will continue to do. Keep doing it. Obedience, guarantee, profitability obedience. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace. Everybody, raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father,
I receive grace to be humble and to live a life of obedience. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Look at verse 22. Verse 22. Servant, obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasure, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. When you fear God, you obey God. When God becomes ordinary, Say kilo one church. Kilo one church. I don't care. Then you know obey. But if God is important to you, you fear Him, obeying Him will be very easy. And I pray God will help you in Jesus' name. Living a profitable life. Number three, live a life of discipline and prudency. Don't be, don't be flamboyant. I see so many people that are not rich, but yet they are flamboyant. There is time for everything under the sun. There is time for everything. God gives money bit by bit. If you are not very careful, you will be wasteful. To live a profitable life, you have to live a disciplined life and a life of prudency. You have to know your level part time. I know that you must be prudent. God is not a waster. God is not a waster. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 to 21. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold. God is saying that in a house like this, it's not only everybody that will be vessels of gold. Look at it. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of sliver. He said, but some are of wood and of dust of heart. And some vessels are vessels of honor. Some vessels are vessels of dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessels unto honor. Sanctify and me for the master's use. Prepare unto every good work. Every man's future is in his hand. Be disciplined and prudent. If God wants me to be rich, I'll be rich. My friend, if you are disciplined and you are prudent, you will be rich. Nobody can stop your words. Prosperity begins with discipline and accountability. You have to be disciplined. I've told you before. Your mouth should not hit what two hands are working for. Your mouth can't hit it. And if your mouth is eating everything, you have to double the rate at which you work. Or you cut some expenses. By all means, don't go into debt. By all means. Because of what we eat. No. This is a bad time to go into debt. It's a bad time. Can make my more money using your spare time. And you are disciplined to stay within your means and make sure there's extra. And thank God for this church. We don't put unnecessary body on you. Don't put unnecessary body and expectation on you. Live a life of discipline and prudence. That's how people move up. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. You are a steward of God's blessing. You are a steward of your salary. All of you have to manage. You are a steward of your income. 
There's a time in your life, oh mama, wa bi ojo ni. Ojo ama wa ma ro bi ojo. Ama ro bi ojo. Ama ro. That's the truth. And if you are disciplined and prudent at that time, you have something to fall over. You know as you carry your money, you are receiving your salary for last month's work, this month's work, and next month's work. You are receiving your income based on your past efforts, today's effort, and what will be your future efforts. So you have to be conscious. And be disciplined. Because if anything happens, and you cannot make that same money next month, you have to be disciplined to make sure the salary of this month can carry into next month. And watch people that are not rich, oh, that are maintaining a simple lifestyle. They are able to achieve a lot. I think it was a talk I was talking to, I can't remember. There was a time in Lautech that a driver was a landlord to a professor. A driver, yeah. In Lautech, yeah. not in abroad. <clears throat> Be careful of people that are prudent. Oh. They can achieve a lot with little. And you have been saying that money is nothing. I, our youngest brother, Onkwokwe, Onkwokwe has successfully built his third house. I know how he built the first one. He'll be taking gravel from the gutter with the wife and the children. In those days, it was maybe 1,000 for 1,005. He will call somebody and say, oh yeah, let's calculate per block. Per block. How much you are molding per block? another per block. And when he has finished all the house, he now said, ah, there is door in front, there is door at the back, but there is no toilet. Oh, yeah, buy toilet for me now. I've tried. I don't have any choice that to buy the toilet. By the time he came for the wedding, he told me, he said that house is charging 180,000 per annum. And that's the cheapest around that area. He built it then. Because of discipline. He, he has not started working with Lautech. Because of his eh, eh, people that work in Lautech. It is Lautech. He was working with one of our uncle. The wife was working with us. All the total salary that time. Maybe it's not more than 40,000. We need to be disciplined. This is the time for us to be disciplined. And he did it for the second house. And when he got to Gumansho, he repeated the same thing. Ask yourself. People that are not handing up to your salary, how are they doing it? Ask them. Let some people tell you their salary. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. You know how much God has blessed you. And then, oh no, can And you are handing task 10 or somebody else's salary. Times 10 or somebody else is alive, you are complaining. And that person is looking better than you. I told, I told a couple in this church, I said, You know, I'm a pastor. You are wasteful. He said, Ah, that they are wasteful. I said, And you are still fighting. Upon your wastefulness, you are fighting. I said, Your total income between husband and wife is over 200,000. I said, My brother's income is less than 50,000. And he never fought, fought with his wife on money. Once. Not once. 
and you are complaining that who to Levinja? You have that time oh, I told them I called them. You are complaining. Sit down and ask those people. That's why I asked Prof. Give us the testimony. Because it's not just the money. Listen to the testimony of other people. How they are surviving. They will tell you. This is what I do. This way. You will be shocked. The majority of the rich people don't spend money on what to spend money on. They don't buy many things. Many things. Be disciplined. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Chapter 9, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. And we read one more and we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I keep under myself. I say, I put myself under discipline. I keep under myself. What do I do? I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest by any means when I have prayed to order, I myself should be a castaway. I discipline myself and put my body, my interest, my passion, my emotion under control so that I will not be a castaway. I know you are a, a blessed person today. You will not become a beggar tomorrow. That was the message of Joseph to Pharaoh. In the time of abundance, let's keep 20%. And some people start saying now, in our generation, that keeping 20% is not enough. That they are going to save 50%. That if they save 50% for a year, they know they can establish something. It is easier for you to use your money for investment than to look for a place to borrow money. That is the truth in Nigeria economy. Oh. Ah, Nigeria is bad. Nigeria is bad. Yes, it's bad. But one thing they have taught us that if you want to borrow, you will suffer. It's not easy to borrow. You want to build your house, you will build it on your own. You want to watch TV, you will buy it on your own. Oh, you need water, you dig your borehole on your own. So you need extra discipline to survive here. No credit card. Go to just like say, I have a debit card. If you tell you this is not a debit card. There's nothing like debit card. At the end of the month, not in Nigeria system. In Nigerian system, you have money to enjoy life. You don't have money, nobody look at you. And I'm praying for you. Do not be a castaway in Jesus' name. What does this mean? You must be disciplined. Because everything you must have, you have to purchase. You have to purchase. You need to live a disciplined life to enjoy abundance. Proverbs 28 verse 20. Proverbs 28, verse 20. And I will round up with that. A faithful man we are bound with blessing. Proverbs 28. A faithful man, a disciplined man shall abound with blessing. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. He will be full of woes. A disciplined man will gradually become worthy. That's what it means. A disciplined man we gradually become worthy. Have a meeting with your wife. My dear, this is my level for now. This is my level for now. Let's manage it to the end of the year. We are going to have abundance so that we can do this. 
we can do that. It is my level for now. When I told my brother-in-law, a wedding man, that I'm changing the wedding to one day, my wife said, I said, call him. Because the family affair. And it's the only baby. So she called. Eh, brother, we are thinking of changing. He said, why? What? What's the reason? He said, oh, come in now. I said, yes, I've changed it. He said, oh, yeah, tell me, Coco, what is the reason? I say, money, cost, 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 cost. There is no law anywhere that says it must be two days. No law anywhere. I say, cost, sir, cost, sir, cost. I want to reduce cost. That good they can do his own for one week. I'm not that good day. Cost, sir. It's okay, okay, okay. Mugba. Cost. And two back back one Friday, Kosi TSLA. I don't need to hide for anybody. The committee, they start showing me a rock ball, a rock ball. I say, hey, a rock ball. Okay, one day. Two rock ball for one day. Hey, let me also call you. Motitoisi will be a little no good. Cost. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing. Cost. I want to reduce cost. Nothing to be ashamed of. If you like, say I've not arrived. Thank you. I've not arrived. One day I will arrive. One day I will arrive. It's cost. My brother in Lagos say, Ah, it will be rowdy. I say, Yes, if you rowdy, we manage it. One day. One day. We manage it. And come and see yesterday. They were all praising us, praising the church. Everything was organized. The time was well managed. Everything. Everything was organized. Cost. You don't want it for one day. Put another two million. We'll spend it. I would I'll be dancing. I won't worry. Now your money. Now cost. To live a profitable life, live a disciplined life, and a life of prudence. Be prudent. Ask yourself. This thing I'm spending my money on, does it worth it? Does it worth it? Can I do without it? Can I reduce the cost? When you challenge the status quo and you are disciplined, you discover your life will be profitable. Stand on your feet and let us pray. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace to live a profitable life. I will not live a wasted life, a useless life, an unprofitable life. I'll live a profitable life this year in the name of Jesus. Don't let anybody deceive you. If you are not living a profitable life, you are not increasing. It's somebody that is living a profitable life that is increasing. Profit brings increase. Pray to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to live a profitable life every day of my life. My life is progressing. The path of the jaws is like a shining light. I'm getting better every day. Every day. In a simple way. Slow and steady. I'm winning the race. Slow and steady. I'm moving forward. You must move forward. I'm living a profitable life. In every aspect of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm not living a life of show off. I'm living a profitable life. In the name of Jesus. Ever shining. Ever increasing. My life is better. 
in the name of Jesus, I am getting better. I am radiating his glory. From glory to glory, God is moving. Every one of us must move forward this year. We must move forward this year. I must live a profitable life. I must live a profit. This is my year. I must live a profitable life. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus said, if anyone want to follow me, let him carry his cross, deny himself and follow me. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace to be a disciplined soldier. I will not be a careless person. I will be disciplined. Other may be careless, but I will be disciplined. I will be prudent. I will be disciplined. I will be prudent. No chance for frivolities in the name of Jesus. I receive grace to be disciplined. In, uh, is there anyone that want to build a high tower that will not sit down and be disciplined? Do you want to be involved in a race and you not be disciplined? Will I receive grace to be a disciplined Christian? Not a careless Christian, but a disciplined Christian. Lord, I receive grace to be disciplined. I will not be wasteful. Grace to be disciplined. I receive in the name of Jesus. I receive in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Do it the second way. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I remain humble and I will obey you at all times because you are my father, you are my master, you are my Lord. I will give you the honor of obedience. Go ahead and talk to God. I don't know what God is saying to you, but don't be disobedient. I don't know what God is saying to you. Don't be disobedient. No matter how hard it is, the law of God is not grievous. Lord, I'll be obedient. I'll be obedient. I'll be obedient. In the name of Jesus, God has called me to preach this. Humility means grace. Lord, because I am what I am by your grace, I will not be high-minded. I receive grace to be obedient to you at all times. No matter where you place me, I will be obedient to your instruction. Whatever you ask me to do, that is what I will do. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to obey you at all times. Grace to obey you at all times. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and receive grace. Receive grace. Are you praying at all? Are you praying at all? Are you praying at all? In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. Psalm 32, verse 9. Psalm 32, verse 9. He said, Be ye not as a horse. Don't be like an horse animal or a mole which have no understanding. Whose mouth must be heard with iron and bridle. Let they come near thee. Don't let God uh, force you to obey him. Permit me to use that word. Don't be an animal that needs iron, bridle, whip, obedience. I've told you, if you live a life of disobedience, God will not kill you, but you know, fulfill what God has planned for you. That's what it means. God will kill. But disobedience can kill you, can reduce you. That's why, no matter where you get to in life, you must never be high-minded. Don't be an animal that God will have to force and force and force to obey. 
just willfully like God and obey him. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I receive grace to be in love with God and to obey him at all times. In my family life, I will obey God. In my church life, I will obey God. In my office life, I will obey God. In everything I'm doing, I will obey. That is the essence of Christianity. If I preach and say, God will bless you and you walk in disobedience, you will not be blessed. Let's pray and say, Lord, I receive grace to always obey your instruction. Whatever you say to me is good. I will obey you. I will follow you. I will not be like an animal that will be breeded with iron, whip with koboko before they obey you. Lord, I receive grace to obey God in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Put your hand on your chest. I am not ordinary. I'm a son of my father. God is my father. I will enjoy the blessing of my father. Habba father will take care of me. Go ahead and say it confidently. I belong to God. I am not ordinary. God is my father. And he will take care of me. I have an inheritance. I am not an orphan. I have an inheritance. I have blessing with the father. Whatever the father has, they belong to me. The blessing of the father is my blessing. Because I belong to God. I am the beloved of God. And God will take care of me. I cannot die prematurely. God is with me. God is my helper. God is the one that is blessing me. God is my father. He will take care of me. Say it loudly. Let your neighbor be jealous. When Jesus said, God is my father. The Pharisees wanted to stone him. Go ahead and say, Abba daddy. Abba daddy. Everything I need, you will give it to me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. John chapter 10 verse 31. Then the Jews took up stone again to stone him. <laughs> Look at what Jesus said. My father. Verse 29. This is what Jesus said that infuriated them all. John chapter 10 verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to plot them out of my father's hand. He was talking about us. That the devil cannot win over us. Because God is greater than all. But Jesus said, my father. I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stone again to stone him. Jesus answered them, many good work have I shown you from my father. For which of these good work do you want to stone me? The Jew answered him saying, for good work we stone thee not. But for blasphemy and because that thou being a man makest thyself God. Because say God is your father. That's why I want to stay here. Raise your hands to heaven. Say God is my father. Let it enter your heart. Say God is my father. Say it again. Say God is my father. Say let your neighbor envy you. Say God is my father. Say again. Say God is my father. No evil can befall me. God is greater than all. He will not allow any evil to happen to me. God will take care of me. God is my father. Open your mouth and declare it. Ay, 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 ay.
God is my father and he will take care of me. He will take care of me. God is my father and he will take care of me. God is my father. He is greater than all. He will not allow any evil to befall me. God is my father. He will take care of me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. This is a major prayer. This is the last prayer we are praying now for this service. Psalm 34 verse 10. Put it there. We are going to use this to pray. And if you don't use it to pray, then something's wrong with you. Then you are wicked then. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, The young lion do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want or lack any good thing. Put on easy to read here. Let me see what is to read here. What do you see in this verse? The young lion that have a strong mother and father in the jungle. They still cry for lack. But those who that seek the Lord may not lack any good thing. Okay, let's see. One, one, two, three. Say the one, two. Let's read to you. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Okay, another time. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Let's say prophetically the third time. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord. Raise your two hands to heaven. No matter what the economy of Nigeria turned to, I will not lack any good thing. I will enjoy every good things of life. Chicken, blessing, meat, food, car, petrol, anything. Go ahead and pray. I seek the Lord so I will not lack any good thing. You have to pray for yourself now. Not relying on your uncle. Don't rely on your uncle. They that seek the Lord, they will enjoy good things. I will enjoy good things. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But they that seek the Lord. Let me see this. Easy to read. Put it up a little. Put it up. Let me see. A little, a little bit. Oh, let me see everything. Even the young lion may not have food. So that they become hungry. But people who trust the Lord for help will receive every good thing that they need. Every good thing that you need this week, receive in the name of Jesus. Every blessing, every connection, every help, every favor, every increase that will beautify your life, receive in the name of Jesus. Every good thing that will make you smile. This week, they will come your way in Jesus' name. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Receive good news. Receive connection. Receive help. Receive favor. Receive increase in your job. In the name of Jesus. Because this year has been declared as your year of open door. Receive open door. Receive opportunity. Receive linkages. In the name of Jesus. 
no member of abundant grace will be frustrated every help that you need to enjoy your life receive them in the name of Jesus now say amen three times go ahead and thank God for this week just thank God for this week let's thank God some trust in chariots some trust in horses but we trust in the Lord we are trusting in the Lord he's our helper we will receive every good thing that we need every good thing that I need I receive them in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus every good thing confess every good thing I receive thank you father in Jesus mighty name we have prayed father let it be according to your word in Jesus name everybody close your eyes if you are not born again you are not adopted yet if you want to belong to God raise your hands to heaven raise it high to him don't be ashamed say Lord Jesus I want to belong to you surrender my life to you today I receive the adoption as God's son as God's daughter Lord help me in Jesus name the Lord has received you today you are born again today in Jesus name faithful we follow in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayer everybody shout hallelujah for those of you that raise your hands to heaven you have given your life to Christ you can see me after the service and I will pray for you let's clap our hands together for Jesus hallelujah